Welcome to FitChix Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by FitChix Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for any of our upcoming certifications that you can read more about at FitChixAcademy.com. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Hello everyone and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn and on today's podcast we are talking business and I have the amazing Andrea Labor joining me. Hi Andrea. Hey. Um, so Andrea is the founder, the CEO, I don't know what title you use, but founder CEO of Goals and Gains. And she is also a grad of our fitness and nutrition expert certification program. Now I invited her on because I really wanted to chat with her a little bit more about sort of her vision because you have shifted a lot in your business and I think it's really cool what you have done. And I think as you're growing and as I see the differences and changes in your business, because I always pay attention to what you're doing, I think it's really cool how you're growing and evolving. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Now, um, I wanted to start off with talking about like what your original goal or vision was with your business. And when you became certified, what did that look like in the beginning or what did you think it was going to look like and how has that evolved over the years? Okay, so uh, when I originally started, my goal was to help women lose weight and get in better shape so that they can just enjoy life more, um, get rid of aches and pains and just feel good. Mm -hmm. um, but it really kind of moved along when I started being able to help women uh, with pelvic floor issues. So I had... Um, learned a great deal about pelvic floor and diastasis. I had a friend that I had worked with to help her uh, with her diastasis after that certification. And then, um, you know, getting to know more about women as far as exercise goes and how pelvic floor issues affect them um, was really eye-opening and helped me kind of uh, decide that I wanted to help these women. Like I had a, a gym friend when I used to, when I, when the gyms were open, I would go <laughs> to the gym and see her. And uh, she worked with a personal trainer, and she had pelvic organ prolapse. But her personal trainer did not know that, and she was not going to tell him. So you know, she would cancel a session here and there, and you know, I would say, well, you know, why are you doing that? And she would say, oh, you know, my prolapse is really bothering me today. I'm just not going to go. And I'm like, well, shouldn't you tell? Shouldn't you tell your guy? <laughs> you know, yeah. you so can try to help you. Yeah. yeah. If this is something that's affecting your fitness and your, you know, ability to do the workouts that he's planning for you, maybe you should have that conversation with him. So I wanted to be able to help women like get over that, mm -hmm. get through it, maybe get through it is better um, to a place where they are comfortable talking about it. Um, even if it's just with, you know, their fitness people or, you know, other moms or whatever, you know, they don't have to tell their grandpa that they have pelvic organ prolapse, but, yeah. you know, telling your trainer that, you know, today overhead presses are not a good idea. Maybe that's important. So that was, uh, that was kind of where I, uh, went with my business. So I did do, uh, group training and, personal training initially yeah. uh, 
and I am actually still doing that, but it's, it seems to be quite different, right? Uh, my mm -hmm. focus is pelvic floor, so that's what, uh, what I'm teaching in my classes. Now, I laugh because you said, you know, that you're doing group fitness and personal training, and I remember when you were taking our program, and you and I had a conversation because you were freaking out because you were about to go teach your first group fitness class, and you're like, I can't do it. I can't nope, do it. Can't do it. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> You're like, I'm on the edge. I can't do it. I'm freaking out. And we had a conversation. And then afterwards, you were like, I really like it. What yeah. about what about that changed your perspective? Was it just actually like the action of doing it? Or was it something that shifted in turn, like energetically or mindset wise? Like what made you change? Because you were so adamantly against doing it. Oh, I was freaking out. <laughs> like, I was like, there's no way. And even you know, the practice classes and stuff, those are my friends. Like I did, <laughs> apparently that didn't matter. I was still freaking out. I didn't, you know, I was worried about everything. I was worried about messing it up. Um, and you know, what you said was like, they don't know if you mess up, they don't know what's on your sheet there. So if you mess <laughs> it up, run. Um, that kind of thing was really helpful. Um, and as I went along with it, I really enjoyed the creative element of designing a class. So, you know, having a fun warm up, um, and then, you know, breaking the class into blocks of, you know, whatever intervals or, uh, like, like different modalities yeah. yeah different things and then um having you know a fun finisher stuff like that and then uh having that played out in real life so you write it out so everything is like all right maybe this is gonna work and then you do it in real life and it works and people <laughs> enjoy it and you know their energy is fun and stuff like that so that was um that's kind of what changed it for me uh not to mention that you know, personal training is kind of more subdued. It's, um, you know, there's more, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversation, obviously. And then in a class, the energy is higher and all this stuff. Um, and I'm able to join in too, right? Sure. <laughs> Especially now with <laughs> everything being online, like I have to join in because I am instructing. Yeah. So, you know, they have to follow along. So um, that's what I like is that it's kind of more relaxed and the energy is higher. I think too, the important lesson as well on top of this is the idea that sometimes we go into things in business and in our business, we think I can never do that or I should never do that or I don't want to do that. And then when you actually just try it, open yourself up to possibility is when bigger things can shift and happen to make you realize that actually this does make sense for me. Would you say yeah, that you agree yeah. with that? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, how would you say, because now your business has went from, it was more of like a general like training program, but now you've, you've really niched down. You're very specifically majority working with women that have like pelvic floor health issues, DR issues, or, or even just wanted to like care for themselves in a different sort of capacity. I think like a little bit more yeah. of like a focus, right? So how has niching your business down allowed you to enhance the impact that you're making with your clients? I think it comes down to a couple of things. Um, with this niche, I'm able to just work with my ideal client, right? I, I don't feel the need to take on everybody who comes to me. Mm -hmm. um, I really can look for the best fit uh, because I have this, you know, specialization uh, or whatever you want to call it, focus, I like to call it. Um, so I don't have to take everybody. Um, but I, 
the people that I do take, I'm really confident that I can help them. I am not confident that I can help somebody PR on their deadlift, but I am very confident that I can help somebody fix their diastasis. Right. (laughs) That's what you want. You want somebody who's confident in their ability to help you out. So yeah, that's, that's how niching down has really allowed me to do that. That makes a lot of sense though. And I think, you know, this is one of the areas that I think a lot of health professionals really struggle with in the beginning is, and we talk about this a lot in our business section of our program is that like, if you try to help everybody, if you try to just focus on everyone, which is where I feel like a lot of trainers kind of um, end up, especially in the beginning, they end up in this, what I call like this beige pool of like, just like everybody's like, I'm going to train you and your mom and your dog. Like, I'm going to just train anybody, like just come my way and I'll help you and I'll help you with whatever your goal is, as opposed to niching it. They end up just working with, it's like, it's such a mixed bag of like clients, which is fine, but it ends up being really hard to like focus and create really like good content because when you have a niche and you have a specific goal, you know, like all of your energy, when you're doing research, your energy is around how much more can I learn to help with like DR issues, right? Like you're very focused as opposed to like, if you're helping all these different people in different areas, it's really hard to get like really focused for yourself, even as a professional to be able to educate yourself further. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And then with having the smaller niche, I feel like I'm able to have a bigger impact on the clients that I do have, right? Because I do know more about their situation. I can make a a better connection with them, I feel. Um, Yeah. So that's... Yeah, that makes no. (laughs) It makes no, and it makes absolute sense. And I think it's just like I said. I think it's a one area that a lot of people kind of miss in the beginning. And but when you, it's okay if you miss it. So that's my thing. It's like it's okay if you miss it in the beginning, and it's okay if for like five years you've been just kind of having a generalized program. But you might want to consider niching it down because when you start niching it down and you start getting specific is when you can actually start targeting your education, targeting your messaging, targeting your marketing to bring in your ideal client and then actually start targeting your programs to their goals. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I mean, now that your programs are completely online, correct? You're no Mm -hmm. longer in person, which is cool. Uh, Now that you are completely online and you've shifted that way, and a lot of people are shifting that way, not only because of the pandemic, but also just because it's the number one reason why people purchase in today's society is convenience. And the most convenient thing you can do is give somebody an online program. And people are becoming more they're just becoming more like adapted to it, right? Like whether they're being forced to because of the pandemic or just being like more aware of like the possibility of like, oh wait, I don't actually have to go to a gym for an hour and spend all this extra time. So now that you're doing online, what are your top three sort of tips for anyone who is listening now, who's a trainer in person, who is looking to kind of shift online? What are the three things that you did that were like huge needle movers for you? Uh, First thing is boring, but it's logistics. Like you have to make sure that your insurance is going to cover you online. Because initially, like I had to switch companies. (laughs) The one that I had said, yes, you can do online, but it it can only be 10% of your business. And I'm like, well, that's not good. (laughs) So I had to shop around and look for somebody that would take me online that would cover um, if I was doing just videos and stuff like that. So that was a major one. Um, And then just making sure that your space, if you're doing this 
online, people are still seeing you, making sure your space is decent. It's big enough for what you need it for. Um, and it can be, honestly, you can have it cleaned up just in your little, you know, view of the camera. Everything else can be a mess. It doesn't matter. But oh man. Sure <laughs> yeah. I am, I am like 100% going to attest to that because I just moved into our new house and now my office looks like nice. Like it's like set up proper, but this just happened before that I would have to angle my thing and have it set up. So you couldn't actually see below me. I looked like a hoarder because my floor was just full of stuff because yeah. I didn't have anywhere to put it. So it is true what you are saying. It's just, you yeah. got to make sure that like, you have to actually just show up like a professional, right? Like make it look, yeah. make it look like a space that somebody would feel comfortable going to. Right. Cause they still yeah. feel like they're going there. Right. right? Exactly. That's how I like, think. I'm visiting you right now. <laughs> um, and then also with that, making sure that your lighting is good and your internet doesn't suck wherever you are <laughs> placing yourself. Right. Cause yeah. you know, we had, you can get splitters, right? Or whatever they're called for your, or no, what is it called? I don't know what it's called. Something I know we have about, like, we have like boosters room. throughout our house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, we had to move ours cause I would come out here and think, oh geez, I don't know. If my You're like a robot. <laughs> yeah. It's a little windy out there today. Maybe. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's super important. Um, the second thing is being really clear with your expectations for your clients. So, you know, not everybody is well-versed in Zoom or whatever platform that, you know, you want to use. So make sure that you're patient with them. You tell them, you know, handhold them the first time. Like, you know, when you send a Zoom link, it's like 47 lines long and you need two of those lines. That's yeah. it, right? You need the meeting ID and the password and that's all. So I make sure that I'm walking them through it saying, this is all you need. Please dress this way have your water, make sure that I can see, you know, you from when you're standing top of your head to the bottoms of your feet, or, you know, if we're doing a laying down thing, make sure that I can see you from the side, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, because they're not going to know. And then you're going to end up with that client that moves the phone every single move that you're doing so that you can see them and then you're still not getting a good angle. So, um, or you just have like an eyeball shot. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I've had somebody's cat sit in front of them. <laughs> I'm like, I can't see you. Um, so yeah, just making sure that they know what's expected of them as well. And, and for their lighting too, you know, if somebody's working out in their basement and their basement lighting is no good, probably they have to go somewhere else or get another light. Um, so for me in particular, I look like when I'm, it must look funny from the client's perspective because I'm zooming my face into this camera so I can see, you know, um, where their t-shirt is getting tight with their breathing so that I can see where the breath is happening and where, you know, these muscles are activating, stuff like that. So um, mine, mine is pretty specific, but yeah, just having, making sure that your client knows what, to expect. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, for online stuff, you may not be able to tell somebody's exertion level, right? So make sure that you're constantly checking in. You'll see their form breakdown and stuff, but maybe, you know, they started feeling it in the wrong place, you know, five reps ago, but you're not checking in. So mm -hmm. make sure you're checking in because um, you Ask a lot of questions. may not catch everything when it's online. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I totally agree with that. Cause I think it's like, you can see that someone's getting exhausted, but you don't know if their knees have been hurting for the past five minutes, unless they're telling you. And a lot of times people, clients are like shy about telling you 
things. Like if they have a pain or if they have an issue, they're kind of like apprehensive about it because they feel like I'm doing it wrong. And like, they look to you as like an authoritative figure. So they want to like show up well for you. You know what I mean? And so it's like, they'll be a little apprehensive. So if you don't ask the question, they're not going to like volunteer the information very rarely, unless it's something that's like super painful or that they're really confident. And they're just like, "Mm, I've done this before and it doesn't feel this way. Or sometimes they don't even know. That's the other thing. (laughs) So I agree with you. Yeah, I, totally. <laughs> I agree with you. Now, you know, to wrap this up, I'd love to just hear what is your biggest lesson to date that you have learned in business? And this is a big loaded question because yeah. it's like, what is the biggest thing that you have learned in business since the very beginning of goals and gains to where you are now that you want to share with our listeners to be able to help them kind of move forward? That you're not the best fit for everybody. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Cause you know, when you start out, you want to take everybody because you're like, Oh no, if I don't take everybody, you know, I'm going to either appear like hoity toity that I'm, you know, I'm so way better than taking you and you, <laughs> uh, you know, or you're desperate for the money. You want to have the money. You want to have, you know, the, the income to prove that you can do this kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you're, you're just going to bring yourself out. Right. Cause if, mm-hmm. if you are trying to figure out every different kind of client and every different kind of goal and every different kind of timeline and every different kind of personality on top of that, plus, you know, uh, injuries and all sorts of things that, that happen to people that you need to um, get around or get mm-hmm. through, um, you're, you're just going to get exhausted. So yeah, yeah uh, niching down, I think is a big one. And then um, making sure that you're a good fit for everybody. I don't have a thing on my website that says, Hey, come and sign up and we'll start you on Monday. Like, no, you get a consultation. We decide if we're a good fit. Yeah. And then we can move on from there. Right. Um, and developing good relationships with other trainers who have a different group than you or who have the same kind of group of you then as you do, but uh, maybe, you know, you're full or you had somebody meet with you and you're just not sure of that fit. Maybe you could refer them to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So having that network of other professionals around you, uh, is super duper important. And then they're going to give you people too, right? Yeah. So I have, uh, a trainer friend who he's got people who have pelvic floor issues or they've got breathing, you know, uh, issues. So he'll send them to me for a couple sessions while they're still working with him. And then they go back and it's, it's good for everybody, honestly, because they're getting what they need. They feel like he is taking care of them because he is not trying to figure it out by himself. Mm -hmm. And then it's good for me as well, because then I'm getting, you know, little snippets of experience with different kinds of people as well. So, and then strengthening that professional relationship. I think it's really important. I love that. And I'd like to just add to that, that I think sometimes people have a fear of like developing those relationships, especially you said, you know, you touched on it and you said like, even if they're in the same niche or the same, they have the same type of client base that you have. So many times people are afraid of that because they feel like, but that's going to take away from my business. Here's the thing, guys. Yeah. This market, there are enough clients that need help. 
People need help with their health period. It is like over an $8 billion industry worldwide health and wellness. And so if you feel like I am afraid to connect with other trainers because I don't want to give away my secrets or I don't want clients to go in the, like, it's like what you said earlier. There are people that are going to be the right fit for you. There are people going to totally vibe with you that will not vibe with me at all and vice versa. If we were in the same niche, that's okay because then you can just make referrals right? You can refer back and forth. It's not a big deal. And even just to go a little bit further on that, just really quickly, my thoughts around something too that I want to share is just the idea of a saturated market. So many people are afraid of this idea of, oh my gosh, it's a saturated market. How could I even get involved in that? Like, oh, you know, DR help is like becoming so big, like pelvic floor health is becoming so big. How could I even get into this thing? A saturated market is not something to be afraid of. It's something to like actually embrace. I remember hearing this from Stephen Larson. He was saying, I celebrate a saturated market because that means that there are so many people that need help. If there, it wasn't a saturated market, if that would mean that like, like if it's like a brand new market and nobody's asking for help, then it might mean that you're actually in a market that is like a little bit of like scarce, right? So you want to be in a market where there's a lot of people looking for help, but what you want to do is you want to be an expert in your field. And so mm-hmm. much that you stand out in that market so that you're not necessarily just blending in with everybody else, but you have something different, unique, or interesting about you that you offer and that your messaging and your marketing is different that allows you to stand out in that saturated market. So don't be afraid of the saturated market. Don't be afraid of sharing the secrets. Don't be afraid of doing referrals and developing relationships with other trainers and do the complete opposite, in fact, and actually develop... Yeah. And, and develop and like embrace those relationships and embrace the differences that you can create in your market to be able to stand out. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. For like, I know for me, like, um, my personality is a little much for people. I overshare and I, you know, do all this stuff, but oversharing in my niche is perfect they want to know about your pelvic floor they want to know what were your issues and how they want you to do your hands yeah they want yeah, to know these things. <laughs> totally. so yeah having that openness and that conversation is way better than me you know just prying into what their issues are and not ever talking about myself kind of thing I could never do that so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing well Andrea thank you so much for sharing all of this with me I'm so grateful I'm so I'm so excited for you and I see the growth in your business I see the possibility and like the continued growth and po- uh, potential that you have with goals and gains and sort of where you're going and I'm just I'm so grateful to you that we've stayed in touch over the years since you've graduated oh, so okay. I, can, yeah. I can see what it is that you've been creating so thank you so much for joining me today sharing this with our listeners and I'd love to just be able to finish off by having you share if anyone is interested in learning more about your, um, your programs that you offer specifically with goals and gains, how would they get in touch with you? Uh, best way is to head to my website. So goalsandgains.ca, G-O-A-L-S-A-N-D-G-A-I-N-Z.ca. Uh, my contact information is on there and yeah, I, I'm looking forward to being able to share more. Awesome. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, if you want any more information about our upcoming certifications and also to learn more about Andrea, you can check out fitchicksacademy.com as well, where we'll have all of her links to her site as well as social posts there. All right. Thank you, Andrea. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, Join us for the upcoming fitness and nutrition expert or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.